It's me, John Park. Welcome to John Park's workshop. Thanks for stopping by today. Uh, so we've got some cool stuff to check out today here in the workshop. Uh, I think it's cool. Some of it slightly creepy, but uh, hey, definitely interesting and uh, in the spirit of the upcoming holidays for sure. Uh, so let's see, to get started with, I wanted to mentioned that we've got a little jobs board that you can go and check out, and that is at jobs.adafruit.com. There it is, in fact. Hey, it's right in my face. There, there we go. Uh, and send you that version. So uh, there's some of the jobs that have been posted, and it is free to post jobs. It is free to put your resume up there in case you are looking for work. So please, why don't you go and have a look at jobs.adafruit.com. I encourage it. Unless, uh, unless you're perfectly fine and you're not looking for work, then stay away. Uh, I'm not going to make you do anything, I promise. So let's see. Let me, get, uh, let me get my levels up a little bit here. Hopefully I won't blow you out of the water with, uh, with loudness. Uh, but my reports are coming in that we are a little, a little uh, low on the level. So I just boosted it some. We'll see how that goes. Uh, all right. So... Let's see, what have we got next for you? Uh, hey, how about this? This is a coupon code, and you can use this in the Adafruit store to get 10% off if you're going to go and buy some stuff. And uh, I say stuff because it's not good on gift certificates or subscriptions or uh, software. But for actual stuff, you can use Slappy, S-L-A-P-P-Y, Slappy, and that's going to get you 10% off in the store today. So go, check out some things. Um, and... One thing, by the way, I mentioned subscriptions, and I believe subscriptions are closed now for uh, Adabox 13. Um, we have sold through, I believe, all 4,000 of the subscriptions, and those have started to ship, so some people are getting those in their mailboxes right now, which is exciting. And I'm going to be doing a live unboxing of Adabox 13 next Wednesday during the usual Ask an Engineer slot, so I'll do a bit of an unboxing takeover. And that's going to be at 8 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Uh, so please, why don't you come by and check it out. I'll uh, show you what's in the box, and I'll talk about some of the projects that you can build with it and uh, go through all those fun details with the Adabox. Um, now, speaking of products, why don't we have a look at a product of the week? And so, uh, let me show you. Uh, here's an image of it, first of all. And then I got a little demo. So the product of the week, my product pick, is this really cool three-dimensional, three-axis magnetometer. So this is a, uh, the TLV49-3D for three-dimensional. And uh, that is a magnet sensor which can sense the uh, strength of a magnet in three axes. So Z is uh, the distance from sort of the board, and then we've got X side to side and Y forward and backward. Uh, and I've, I've got a little demo here, actually. I want to show you this. Let's uh, switch to, how about, a downshooter camera. I'll uh, put myself over in the corner here, and that's not the demo. So let me boost some exposure here and slide the camera over to look at this. So there's the board. Uh, and what I've got going on is the board, I'm using a uh, Stemma QT connector to connect it up to a feather. 
Uh, I actually have a Feather running a Feather PWM servo breakout, or, or Featherwing. And uh, connected to it, I have a couple of servos that are on this little pan tilt assembly. Uh, here I've got a big honkin' rare earth magnet. And depending on the direction and strength of that pull in X and Y over this board, I'm going to move this pan tilt um, rig here. So here you can see there is the Y axis and there is the X axis. So I can go side to side. I can go up and down and I can go in little circles. So this is really cool. Unlike the typical analog joystick, which is a couple of potentiometers and there's a physical mechanical connection, this is... Uh, just a magnet, so you can make things uh, that are waterproof, you can make things that have in basically infinite duty cycle, because there's no physical parts rubbing against each other, not on the joystick part of it at least. Um, and there's just a whole host of things that you can do when you can measure that magnetic strength and polarity as well uh, as it goes over the board there. I also noticed that this makes kind of a cool little squirmy creature. You can make it walk around. Get little coordinated movements there. Uh, so that is this little guy right here, just this little teeny board, and that's got the uh, TLV 49 3D uh, chip on it. And I also want to say thank you to Sedacious, our own Brian Siepert, who uh, not only worked on building that board, but uh, and, and the drivers, I believe, but also helped me uh, write up a quick demo sketch. So that was all a Circuit Python sketch that was doing sort of the. Um, uh, range calibrations and, and such uh, for the magnet power, depending on the magnet you're using, as well as uh, writing out to an appropriate uh, range on the servo motor. So thanks, Brian. Uh, all right, so that is my product pick of the week, and that is the very lovely TLV 49 3D. Uh, as you can tell, I am really uh, digging these Stemma QT connectors as a way of uh, wiring up these little boards so there's no need to solder uh, the pins on it in this case. I'm not soldering to the board. I'm not putting it on a breadboard. I'm just running it over those little uh, quick or Stemma QT wires. So super cool. Check it out, would you? Uh, all right. Hey, it's time for this. That's right, it's the Make Code Minute, and uh, let me get set up here, and I can show you a little demo of a thing. Uh, let's see, one more piece I want to bring up there. Let's get this all set, yeah? And uh, it's looking, that's looking pretty decent, actually, that exposure level. The LEDs always wash out, which is why I had that darker. Let's just darken that a little bit. Oh, that's not darker. There we go, that's going to help. Uh, and... Let me do a little bit of moving around of thingies. How about? Almost there. All right. Uh, so, for the Make Code Minute today, what I wanted to do is create a proper dice rolling mechanism using the Circuit Playground Express inside of Make Code. I've done some demonstrations of randomness before in the Make Code Minute, but I wanted to do one that was a, a more proper. Uh, six, uh, a single die that has uh, one through six as your possible numbers that you can get when you roll. Uh, so what you can see here in my uh, make code sketch is that I've got an on start block where I create an array 
of numbers, and those are the six LEDs, the NeoPixels around the perimeter of the Circuit Playground Express, that I want to light up. I didn't want to just do six of them in a row. I wanted to space them across uh, the board from each other. So those are, uh, as you can see, 0, 2, 4, and 5, 7, 9. And those are the ones that I've got lit up to start with in this little show ring. Uh, so that's the, let me do a little restart on the board. So that's what it's going to show up as uh, in its natural state. And then here's as simple as I could get it for uh, creating a dice roller. So what happens is when I press A, it's going to blank the board, so turn all the NeoPixels to black. Then I'm going to play a little animation, a little sparkly animation, so that we get the sense that the dice is being rolled for a little under a second. Uh, then black the board out again. And then I'm going to run through this um, loop where I iterate a value, this index value, from 0 to whatever number uh, comes up from this random. And since I'm using an index that starts at 0, it isn't 1 to 6, but it's 0 to 5. Uh, so we get a random number, and then we just light up the pixels starting at 0 on through uh, that are in the array that we set up before. So here it is in action on the simulator. I got a 1, I got a 4, okay, and here it is on my actual board. I got a 2, I rolled a 4, I rolled another 4. Let's see, one more 4, nope, 5. Uh, so that is a, a really nice and simple way to set up a dice rolling randomizer using the Circuit Playground Express right inside of Make Code. And that's your Make Code Minute. Oh, look, there's a lot of me. Uh, there we go. Yeah, so I, I know I had done some random before, but I wanted to do one that was a little more purpose-built as a die, and uh, I think it would be kind of fun to also set it up for uh, different roles, but it's kind of tricky to do like a D20 uh, without getting into either using binary or using color coding, so I decided to keep it nice and simple. With a single die, you can roll a one to a six. Uh, so, let's see. <laughs> Someone over in the YouTube chat said, uh, hoping Slappy doesn't move in the background. Someone else replied, that would be awesome. Slappy keeps getting closer. Yeah, I wish I, wish I had an assistant. And every time I switched my camera, the uh, Slappy were getting closer. Uh, I don't want him to actually come alive, though. So uh, let's see. I guess that's uh, a good time to talk about my Make Code Arcade game of the week. So let's pull up a nice big browser window. So. My Make Code Arcade game pick of the week is the Lynx Treasure Hunt, and it's a test game, uh, but I thought it's in such incredible shape that even if this is in progress, I wanted to, to show you it. So this is based on uh, the Zelda game, Lynx Adventure, I think, uh, one of the early ones. And what I'm going to do is actually I'll go full screen with this. I might have to reload. And have a look at the game itself. Let's, let's force a refresh. I can actually close one of these other ones. There we go. So here we get our uh, familiar looking graphic and color palette. Uh, and that's one of the first things that struck me is that seeing a, a, a really nicely uh, created custom color palette that fits the game is excellent. Uh, so it says explore the world, gather items, find the treasure. So I'm gonna uh, play this right here in the browser simulator. Uh, so we get a nice little camera shake, and look, there's our little Link. He's got some little, little walking animations. Uh, I hope this looks familiar to some of you. And uh, 
watch what happens when we go in a house. Boom, new level map. I've just picked up a rupee. And walk around in here. Let's see if I can get out. I was having trouble before with, yeah, got right out. Um, so, oh, look, here's an ax. We're gonna pick up this ax. This is really blowing me away. I mean, this is really impressive. Not only that this was created in Make Code Arcade, but uh, the creator, and I want to get their name, uh, they're created by, where'd it go? Uh, Andy3367, A-N-D-E-3367. Andy3367 said that this was created entirely in blocks. So this is not a JavaScript game. This was entirely done in blocks. Uh, unbelievable. So let's, let's close this down and have a look uh, at the sheer size of what's going on with, with a game like this that's created entirely in blocks. So let's start zooming out and zooming out. And I've reached the limits of zooming out, so now I can start scrolling around. Um, so I'll leave it as an exercise to the reader or the viewer to uh, go and take a look at it. Um, I'll have a link uh, in the, the post about this on Friday or Monday. Um, but it is really impressive, the use of the, the different building of tile maps to create different levels or different rooms to go into. Um, and then just the, the general look of it, it is beautiful. So uh, hats off, that's really wild, really impressive. I had not expected to see such a fully uh, realized large scale game done inside of Make Code, but uh, there you go, you build good tools and people will do good things with it. So that's my game pick of the week. Please go check it out. Uh, it is called Link's Treasure. And uh, that was something I found on the Make Code forum. So go to forum.makecode.com if you want to check out stuff that people are working on, works in progress, or released games. Uh, really cool. So, all right. Now let's talk about our uh, project of the week. So project of the week is, uh, as, as you can tell by our coupon code, Slappy. It is about ventriloquist dummies, because lots of people will know Slappy is a ventriloquist dummy who's an antagonist in the Goosebumps series of uh, books by R.L. Stein, as well as uh, at least one of the movies. I think a couple of movies and, and shorts have featured Slappy. Um, so I'm going to head over here to... Actually, let's why don't we go to that. Yeah, there, there he is right there. Um, so as you can see what I've done here, I have embedded the monster mask eyes into Slappy's head. And I've got a, a couple, maybe three, four different techniques that I've played around with that I wanted to share on uh, doing this to, it could be any kind of doll, uh, or in this case with a ventriloquist dummy. So let me head over here and we'll have a, a closer look at what's going on to make this work. So um, first of all, let's, let's have a look at a unmodified Slappy. Actually, this guy's also got some modifications going on. But uh, So first of all, this is a commercially available uh, dummy, and uh, in his, actually I'll, I'll play it to this camera here so you can kind of ignore the overhead. So in his default uh, state, there's a little cord that you can pull on the back of his head in order to open the jaw uh, for talking. And so if you are uh, used to doing any kind of ventriloquism, you know that you just got to keep your jaw closed and uh, talk in a weird voice and try to not say certain letters like F. Um, <laughs> that, that's the extent of my ventriloquism skills. So 
Uh, default version of this guy just has the uh, string to pull the jaw open and close. Uh, this is a modified one that I got. There's a, a couple companies out there, you can find them online, who will take uh, stock ventriloquist dummies like this, low-end ones, kind of toy ones, and add some modifications. So this one actually adds the head on a swivel. Uh, he can actually nod and tilt and turn side to side as, as the up and down just a little bit too. Uh, and there's a trigger inside, so I can show this on the overhead. Uh, and his body's been replaced. Instead of just uh, fluff and cloth, it's now got a wood frame. Let me switch those cameras for you. Uh, wood frame, so it holds it up upright and has a, a place for this stick. So uh, you can find these online. I'll put some links in my uh, guide for, for this on uh, where you can get one like that. Oops, pants are coming off. Sorry, everybody. Um, and then what I've done actually is for this guy, I'm going to leave him alone for now. I may modify him uh, as I'm working on the guide, but I've modified another one. So you can see by default he's got these um, permanent, this permanent gaze, right? He's never moving his eyes. company that made this modification has an even higher end one where they add some moving eyes and, and lids on their highest level one uh, that are physical. But what we decided to to do here was uh, approach this with our uh, monster mask uh, instead. So actually, let's look at a couple of ways that we can enhance this without doing any modifications to the dummy. So uh, one of them, which I actually, when I was first checking the sizing on this guy, one of the first things I did was I just took a monster mask. I put uh, some eye code on there and uh, a little battery. and I said it here and I was like, oh, that actually is a pretty funny look. It's a different look for, for Slappy here, not as menacing. Looks like he's got some incredibly fabulous uh, glasses on. Uh, but by simply adding a little bit of elastic on the back, and uh, I used some zip ties to cinch the elastic after going through a couple mounting holes, you can, um, actually, let's put this battery here. The way I've been mounting these batteries is just with a little double stick tape. Um, some double stick foam tape. So I'll just cut off a little piece like that and peel off that backing. And this, you just want to be careful with the wiring. You don't want to bend it too much because uh, it can pop out of the solder joint there. Okay, but that's, that seems to be enough to, to keep that mounted. Uh, and it's also pressed against his head. So now I'm going to pull those on with some elastic and let's switch the cameras again. Now we've got our slappy who can look around and blink and he can talk. So uh, clearly we're not using any sort of control here or I maybe it's not clear but I'll say we're not using any control here for uh, where the eyes are looking. And so that would be a, a more advanced project where you may want to get uh, either a button or a joystick involved also inside so that you can control uh, where the eyes are looking. We, I don't think, have an easy way for you to do that currently on Monster Mask, like a UF2 file that you can just drag on. But in Arduino, uh, you should be able to do that. I've done that before on some of our other versions of this, especially on the Raspberry Pi version where I've used a joystick to look around and a button to blink. Uh, so that can be pretty nice. But for particularly if you're going to use this as a sort of haunt prop and set it into a window or something like that, just his, his very uh, 
sort of realistic gaze and blinking cadence that Phil B created for the, the standard Monster Mask Eyes program is really effective, I think. Um, and so it's naturalistic enough, he's not closing his eyes for a long time or looking in one direction for long, that you could, you could probably get away with using this for, uh, for your puppeteering needs. Um, so another version of this, I decided to kind of tone down the weird glasses look a little bit. Let's switch cameras again. those off and I've just been leaving these plugged in to charge when I'm not using them and leaving them on just uh, for convenience. I'll have to wait for it to boot. So here's another version of this where I'm using the uh, lenses. So we've got these great uh, 40 millimeter plastic lenses or we also have some nicer glass ones. Uh, first of all, they look really good just for magnifying the guy's eyes. So that's, that's a uh, sort of creepy, neat look just using those lenses alone. Um, here, I'm using them with that same eye um, animation that we had, but you can see how it magnifies it greatly, so it gives the character kind of a neat, um, really heavy glasses prescription kind of look. And what I did was I took a pair of reading glasses and popped the lenses out, some inexpensive ones, a few dollars on Amazon. There goes a cargo plane. Uh, and um, with our acrylic kit that we have for mounting the eyes, uh, we have these little laser cut clear acrylic and they have a little cool monstery fur sort of pattern on the top. I decided to mask that just simply by cutting out some uh, cardstock. So I traced a piece of cardstock in, so in the size and shape of the mask, it just traced its outline and then placed that in front of our um, typical acrylic holders. So you can see there's, there's the, the board level, there's the lens lip, there's the acrylic, and then on top of that I have some cardstock just to hide a lot of that uh, shine off of the acrylic. And then I've simply zip tied those to uh, this pair of glasses. So these, I haven't strapped them uh, behind them, but I would probably just again use a little bit of acrylic uh, or adjust the temples uh, a bit with a heat gun and, and wrap them around his head more so that will stay in place. Uh, but that's kind of a fun look. Uh, you get the sort of um, refraction of those lenses. You can see it from some interesting angles. You also get a lot of spherical uh, specular reflection of lights in the room. So it has a, a really neat eyeball kind of look. Um, again, pretty great, pretty creepy. Um, and then the uh, other method that I decided to pursue with this, this first dummy I have um, was to do a bit of surgery. So this guy here, you can see I've embedded the eyes inside, which is a really nice look instead of having them external. But you're going to have to be willing to do some surgery on your dummy. So uh, this is sort of in the default um, operation mode. This is the, the pull cord on the back of the neck and there's a, a little rubber band return that brings that back. Uh, and let's see if I can zoom in a bit here. You can see what I've done is I went in with a um, hobby knife and cut open the back of the skull. I actually tried at first to just cut this small amount out but it got to be a real pain in the neck uh, getting in and out. So I, I went for basically half of the skull. Uh, you could cut it all the way off and then 
come up with a, a system to put that back. I left a little bit of it there. Let's unplug this USB cable. It's just charging. Um, so you want to keep the on-off switch accessible. You want to keep the USB accessible so you can charge it and you can change the uh, graphics or the code on there if you want to. Um, so that's an important consideration if you're going to embed it inside the character's head. Uh, and then I went through a few different iterations of uh, how to attach this in here. The current one, this one I, I won't show in the guide because it's a, a little too destructive. I'm, I'm pulling uh, the screens off of the board and we don't want to recommend people do that. Ooh, it just powered off. Why is that? Did my battery die? Oh, I don't know what happened. I, oh, I hit the reset button on there. Um, so what I'll do is I'm going to, let's see, should I pop these off? Yeah, I'll pop these out of here. Uh, and show you if you if you do want to get them inside. Here's what I'll recommend. Actually, you know, I'll leave that in there. We'll, we can um, I can show it on an, on another board. Let's see. I'll take um, yeah. Let's take this one. And I can't remember if I've shown this on on camera before. But what I'm going to do is show you how to separate this. So I'm going to grab some diagonal cutters and um, I'll turn it off. And I'm going to grab a 9-pin uh, JST-SH cable. We sell these with one purpose in mind, which is connecting the two halves of the board together after they've been separated. So uh, right here on the board, if I want to focus, uh, there are actually nine traces that are under the solder mask of the PCB and this little silk screen here. Uh, and then there's these two JST connectors made to connect the sides back together. So what we can do is, I'm going to put on some safety glasses so I don't get a shard in my eye. Um, but what we can do is just snap that off with, I like to use some diagonal cutters. Maybe I'm going a little too far. Snap it there. Uh, and I'll get it in two snips from the top and bottom. That usually works well. So we have perforations there that... Uh, you could probably even just snap this like that at this point after putting one good cut in it. And I'll snip this other side off. Yep, there it goes flying. Uh, we don't need that part anymore. Uh, so now we have the two separate halves. Uh, and I can take this little JST cable, plug that in like so. I have that right? I think I have it upside down. Yeah. You can check the pins. They're up at the upper half of the housing. And then you can check the cable to make sure that matches. Uh, let's see. So we're like this and this. Okay. And just get that pushed in there nice and snug. And now uh, I can remove this elastic from here. here. Okay. So now what you can do is you can scrunch that wiring up out of the way and this lets us get uh, the two screens much closer together so that they'll uh, have a better chance of fitting inside of the doll head or dummy head that you're using. Okay. So now you can see versus the stock um, distance like that we can get a lot closer together. And so that I found works pretty well. This, this dummy's head is a little small, but I was able to, you can see that those are going to align pr 
pretty well with those eyes now. And so from inside the clearance, depending on the dummy you use, the clearances can be tough, so I had to go uh, slightly angled. You can also try, uh, depending on the, the ones you're using, you can try things like um, flipping it upside down, and then I believe we have rotate code in the graphics. If you're going with no eyelids, it doesn't matter. So it, this, uh, this could be, these could be flipped upside down, and, and you basically don't na notice because we're looking about the same percentage of the time up and down. Um, but that may give you more physical clearance. This guy's got some bigger cheeks, so I think these, these fit in here versus his temples. Um, so that's something you can do just uh, raw like this. Or uh, last little trick I'll show you is if you want to use um, the lenses, that allows you to be a little further from the eye socket. Um, but the uh, attachment kit kind of adds a little bit of bulk to it. So what I found is you can use some zip ties uh, to attach the lens. Actually, this lens has glue on it, so I'm going to pull that one off and grab this one. So what I found is I can use uh, a series of zip ties to just get hooked over the, actually, let's go across diagonally, to get hooked over the lip of this. And enough of this is hidden inside. So you can see there, we'll, we'll grab it with one zip tie there. Let me grab a colored one for this other one so you can see it better. There's a purple zip tie. Uh, and then like this. So running through these mounting holes. Luckily, we got a lot of mounting holes on here, so you've got, you've got some choices. This alignment actually ends up working pretty well. So uh, I'm just going to hold these here for expediency, but what you'll do is run a second set of zip ties through there to, to cinch those clothes. So that gives you, uh, you can see you got some nice clearance now uh, for the eye to fit inside of the dummy head. Uh, it doesn't have to be as close, which usually helps out. And we also get some nice um, magnification, refraction uh, going on, little specular highlights that are spherical. So that is another uh, option. I'll show all those options in uh, the guide. And uh, you know, look for look for the dummy with the biggest head you can. Actually, this guy's falling out a little bit now, isn't he? No, let's see. No, he's good. Uh, so, hopefully, that was what you're looking for in a ventriloquism dummy. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. All right. So. I'm probably just going to torment people on Halloween with that. That's my goal. Um, Thank you for stopping by. I'll head over to the chat and see what's uh, oh ch channeling my inner Hannibal Lecter. Poor ventriloquism. I'm sure that at some point it was it was perceived as a not creepy thing, but it really does seem like it's uh, people are leaning into the creepy with ventriloquism. Uh, so thank you for uh, for both me and Slappy for Adafruit Industries. This has been John Park's workshop, and uh, look forward to that guide coming out in the next few days with some tips on how to add the eyes to your ventriloquism dummy. Pick your favorite one from your collection, please. Uh, this is a coupon code, and it's going to get you 10% off in the store today until midnight, Eastern Standard Time. Uh, Slappy, S-L-A-P-P-Y. Just type that in on your way out. You get 10% off. It's really good stuff. Go find some good stuff. Uh, and uh, yeah, the last thing I wanted to remind you of is that we've got the Adabox 13 unboxing. Can you believe we've done 13 of these now? Wow. And it's quarterly. 
So if my math is correct, we've been doing it for more than three years now. Uh, so Adabox 13, uh, I'm going to do the unboxing on Wednesday during the normal Ask an Engineer time slot this coming Wednesday. Uh, that'll be 8 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. And uh, we'll put some blog posts up or, uh, about it to remind you in some social media, Twitter and those places. Uh, so please do stop by if you want to hang out and uh, watch me open up the Adabox and take a look at the contents there. Um, all right. Well, thank you so much, everybody. And uh, I will see you real soon. Bye-bye.